the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k24 myself momuti alongside as always the one and only bj armstrong bj how you doing bro real name no gimmicks mo you know hey you know what it is you know mm-hmm. what it is uh, mm-hmm. we got a lot of action to talk about we got <laughs> <a lot> of- <laughs> well we got to start with what everyone's talking about okay that's the Golden State Warriors. Oh, wow. That's Draymond Green. Wait a minute. I thought Steph Curry didn't play last night. What I know. <laughs> I oh. know. Uh, because according to Rudy Gobert, when Steph don't play, Draymond don't want to play. So he's going to try and get a tech as soon as he can to get no, out of the game because he's afraid dude. of being on the court with Steph Curry. That's what Rudy Gobert's saying. Did we verify that or is that what we That's heard? the quote this, from Rudy Gobert. Sur- That's oh, a quote okay. from Rudy Gobert. Okay. That's a quote. Okay. Okay. You also said Draymond Green don't know how to choke people properly. If you guys are listening and you're unaware of the context, Draymond Green put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold last night, the other night, in the game between the Timbles and the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. You know, uh, I think it was Jalen McDaniels and Clay Thompson. They were getting into it a little bit. And then uh, Rudy came in to break things up and Draymond came in with the headlock. And uh, here we are now. The NBA is deciding his punishment, if he's going to be suspended or whatnot. But the one thing that stood out to me Whatever you think of Draymond and what he did, why did no one on the Timberwolves back their boy? Like, you see your teammate get put in a headlock. Why the hell are you standing around and watching? Like, why don't you got his back? If you see your friend getting put in a headlock, you will go punch the guy in the face who's putting him in a headlock. I'm not an advocate for violence. I'm just saying there's rules to this. Now, if you're the Timberwolves, if you're Auntie Edwards... We say he's a dog. Come on, bro. Back your boy. Carl Towns, he kind of watched for a little bit and then tried to grab Draymond Green very weakly, soft as charming. So, BJ, what were your thoughts about it? Well, I was at the at the Lakers-Memphis game last mm-hmm. night, which the Lakers won by 30, but that's not much there to discuss about last night's game. So I didn't see it live. I haven't watched the game. I'm going to try to watch the game so I can kind of see. Now, I know there was there was some scuffles, if I remember correctly, the game before. All right. I think they played back to back. So maybe this is a carryover from, from the game before because all of this happened and no one had even scored a basket yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Ant and Dre were barking at each other in the game before, and they've been doing that ever since Anthony came into the league. But Draymond's disliked Rudy Gobert for a long time. A lot of Rudy Gobert's Defensive Player of the Year awards he thinks belong to him. So he's been waiting for a chance to go at Rudy. I think he's just been waiting for a chance. So, again, I, I, I don't know. But what I do know is this happened and escalated very quickly. What I do know is that any player that comes off the bench, you're automatically suspended, no matter what your intentions were. And there was a lot of things going. So the initial scuffle, you know, I'm just imagining if I was out there, the initial scuffle, you'll be like, oh, what's Clay and them doing? And then that kind of happened. And then you're trying to, it, it was just, it was a lot. So I don't know, right? I don't know. So you're only really talking about two or three guys who actually had that opportunity to do something. Okay. So you had, if if I, you know, I'm just trying to look at you know the players now. So you had Cat, 
Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, I think was in the mix. Jaden and 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 Conley and Conley is Conley and he's a nice guy. He's a nice. He's an all time nice guy. So what? Listen, there was a lot going on, and whatever happened happened. Now the big thing is, is when you're playing, and, and you know, just give you the mindset when you're playing here, you you. You have to have a responsibility and know what's your responsibility and accountability to the team, right? So it's great. If you're in the if you're in the in the park and that happens, that's a different reaction than when you have a responsibility to your team because they were already shorthanded before the game, talking about the Golden State Warriors. They were already shorthanded. Now you take out two more starters. Now you're really putting yourself at a huge deficit. Okay. I didn't watch the game, so I really can't comment. However, I will say this. We say it all the time here. The best ability is availability. You have to be on the floor. Whatever happened, whatever it is, someone's got to play and someone has to be available to participate in that game. It's very unfortunate if you are a Warriors fan, that whatever happened, three of your starters were already now are already out of the game before you even start the game, literally. Three of your starters, three mm-hmm. hall, as a matter of fact, three Hall of Fame players. I mean, Clay was there, so okay, but no one has scored a basket. Okay, yeah, all of this yeah I see what you're saying, Clay. Draymond and Steph was Steph, yeah, Steph even, was inactive is inactive for the game. That's pretty hard to, and you're playing in a game that's by these new rules. It's an important game in season tournament, baby. It's an in season <laughs> tournament. So again, Mo, I get what everyone's talking. However, Mo, it's really hard to win a game. Minus Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the only guy on their team, if I read that stat correctly, that scored over 20 points all season. Yep. And then before a bucket is scored, you lose the other two guys who are critical to this team. Mm -hmm. Well, this is where it gets interesting, BJ, right? Because Draymond Green has been ejected from games 18 times in his career. He's got 18 ejections. The first seven of those ejections came in games when Steph Curry and him were playing on the same same time. Um, but out of the previous 11, so his 11 most recent ejections, seven of them have come in games where Steph Curry isn't on the court. So what are you what are you trying to say here? What's the what, I'm what's saying the connection? I'm not trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to say. Okay, I'm saying well, say I it. think Rudy Gobert's right. I think Draymond don't want to play if Steph's not playing. That's not a coincidence. Seven of the 11 times he's been ejected have been games where Steph Curry's not there. That can't be a coincidence. I get you're trying to fire up the rest of the team, but getting ejected seven times, that can't be a coincidence. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. I, I mean, so, I mean, I, okay. So how did we come to this conclusion? Like, how did Rudy come to this conclusion? Like, I, I don't know this. So I just, I just want to know, how did we come to this conclusion? Like, what's the... What's the grounds here for that? Just okay. Just if, if if we put it into context, right? Let's say, for example, let's use us for an example, right? 
if BJ, if you call in sick for the podcast, right? Say you, you call me, you say, oh, I can't make it today, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the days when Scott is a guest on the show, you can make it. Mm-hmm. And and seven of the last 11 times you call in sick have been days where Scott's not there. But when Scott's here, you don't call in sick. What does that tell you? So what you're saying is you're looking at the trend and then that's what Rudy's doing. Like I'm, I'm using the data why would I, yeah, to yeah, make why, a hypothesis yeah. of the, the evidence before us. Well, again, I, I don't know that. I'm, but I am going to take a look at the situation. I mean, it, it's, it won't be long because I mean, it started less than 30 seconds in the game. Yeah. And, and the other part is Steph Curry plays a lot of games. He's not one of those guys like Kawhi Leonard, who's resting half season. Steph plays a lot of games. Kawhi Leonard has been really hurt. The guy had like, like an ACL. Okay. okay. But besides yeah, the come point, on, come besides, on, Mo, Mo, we're not going to get into like that. This guy's Okay, yeah, load managing, right. injured, whatever he may be. Yeah, he's he's not available. Really not available. Steph Curry is available a lot. Draymond okay. Green is available a lot. So the few so, times when Steph Curry's not there, Draymond finds a way to get himself kicked out of the game. AKA, he doesn't want to play basketball unless Steph Curry's on the court with him. That's the evidence. You know, you know, you know what's going to be interesting? You know what's going to be interesting to see is the fines and suspensions mm-hmm. that will come because of this. Because, and the reason being is, Rudy Gobert, right? Okay, he was a participant in the action, but he didn't get he didn't get thrown out of the game. Yeah, because he didn't really do anything. He was busy being in a headlock. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's going to be fascinating to see the suspensions. I think it's going to be because it's, it's early in the season. You know, and I know the league wouldn't say this. However, you know, they do take into account history and so forth and so on. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's going to be fascinating to see because this is going to have not just an effect in this game. And that's my point. Like, Mo, like. When you are one of the leaders of the team. You have to make yourself available to that team. Mm -hmm. Like what? what, So and I get it. You want to help your guys. And I get Mo, I get all of that. However, Mo, there is a responsibility that we must have to our group and the success of the group. That's just, that's a professional fact. This is going to be fascinating, Mo, because, you know, as this team matures and they certainly aren't in their prime anymore, they're right in the thick of their careers right now. Their margin of error, Mo, is probably nowhere as near as wide open as it once was when they were, you know, they were just, seemed like they had a significant, well, it seemed, they did have a significant advantage over the rest of the teams in the league. However, now, Mo, you could argue now that the t- other teams have caught up and maybe even passed them in some regards mm-hmm. as far as style of play and so forth and so on. Well, this has, I, I, I would... Listen, I can accept losing a game because the other team is better than me. However, Mo, now they could be losing a significant amount of games just because one of those players or a couple of those players won't be available. Mm-hmm. Now, Clay, based on what I just saw, the highlights, you know, I don't think there were any punches thrown. So, I no, mean, look, no, scuffles happen. No, there weren't. Scuffles happen. 
However, Bo, they lost two players. They mm-hmm. they lost two players to that game, and it's it'll be fascinating to see if there are going to be more suspensions or whatever that's going to happen. Okay, I don't. I think Rudy is probably not on that list. Okay, whatever happened, you. I mean, it's fair. A scuffle happened. You went in. You tried to break it up, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But Mo, I think this could really have. This could be a really a problem for the Warriors. If those guys, if Steph Curry, let's say, because I think they said it's his knee, right? Or something. Like he has a sprained yeah. knee. I think that's what I, they're calling it. Um, I mean, it's clearly now that there's a lot of responsibility on Steph to carry this thing. It's a sprain in his right knee. Yeah. So, Mo, and if they're losing two thirds of their victory for, let's say, a, three to five game window, Mo, that's going to catch up. Every game matters now, not just in this play-in tournament, but as you start trying to get into the playoffs and the play-in and all those things. So, you know, this could this could have a this could have a big effect on the Warrior season, this mm-hmm. incident here. And that to me, as a fan, because we all we're the ones who lose. We don't get a chance to see it. Like mm-hmm. we want to see these teams play. We're, you know, the Warriors are, you know, they're, they still have a, they still have a, what I call a fighter's chance to win the whole thing this year. Yep. And I just think now this puts them in a very difficult situation. Well, Vice Point Studio on Twitter has asked after seeing the Draymond and Rudy incident, uh, I would like to know BJ's no nonsense starting five. He wants guys who are just flat out tough, rough, and ready from your era oh. of basketball. Well, I, you gonna include yourself? Well, no, I, I'm not including myself. Right? If you're, it's, it's like I see you, you bring all this. Oh, I see you bring all this move, for Kevin Johnson. I don't recall any of that. <laughs> I what I recall, what I recall, Mo, is I just if you're gonna play in this league. There is a brand of basketball that everyone has to play. Like, that's why we love the playoffs, because everyone plays a certain style, pace and space, and everyone's shooting threes. And then, well, when you get to the playoffs, all bets are off. Mm -hmm. The game always reverts back to what it is. So, in knowing that, Mo, we just happened to play against a team who probably did it as well as anyone ever. And I can say that about them. The Detroit Pistons were probably the pinnacle of what you need to have mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually <laughs> on a team. I mean, Mo, they, their coach coached that way. The players played that way. And they believed and understood the assignment. Now, mm-hmm. they did that as well as anybody. You can't argue that, whether you're a Pistons fan or not. They were probably the pinnacle of no layups, physicality. If you want to say who's one of the best defensive teams, some of the greatest individual defensive players, oh, they bought in. They were they were it. Like if you say one of the best on the defensive end, well, that team is somewhere in there. I don't know where they're at. You know, you're gonna obviously have Bill Russell and da da da, but that Pistons team will be in there. I just love when people commit 
to winning. Forget the forget the the awards and the scoring and all that because Mo, that is what you have to have. Like when you watch the 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 the, the Denver Nuggets just a year ago. Okay, Jokic has been back to back MVP. But you know where they committed to? Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown and those guys were getting after it mm-hmm. on the defensive end. They, I mean, okay, the the Miami Heat, the, the defensive end, the Golden State Warriors, all the three Splash Brothers, they were the best defensive team in the league for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Your Boston Celtics, who came very close, M.A. Doka, what he's doing now. and he, So, well, it's the same story. I love how the story changes. We focus on it on other things. However, the team that defends always gives themselves a chance. So I just love that. Now, who would I have on my team? Is that what you're saying? Who, yep. who would be? I, I need five guys from your era. Okay. Defensively, you got to start with you, you. Okay. Defensively, just on the defensive end. Akeem Olajuwon was incredible. I mean, he wasn't good. Like, well, like he's the only big guy that I, you can ask any guard this. Who was the one guy that you didn't want to step out on you on the screen roll? Mm-hmm. You go to quick feet. He's got quick feet, quick hands. He could recover, block your shot, run you down from behind. He, he, could, he, could, he could do it all. And he was tough as well. He ain't taking nothing from those. Oh, Moses. man. Uh, dream. That's dream, right? That's okay. Jordan, defensive player of the year, switch, boom. Scotty, boom. Rodman, I mean, you don't have to even talk about these guys. Mm-hmm. But there's another guy who is an exceptional defensive player that you don't hear much about. His name was Alvin Robertson. Mm-hmm. After every game, Mo, next time you interview someone from my era, ask them about Alvin Robertson, and they'll all say, oh, yeah, that's the guy where after every game, because you used to hand check, Mo, you would have – you would have like your 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 hip would be bruised. Be cut up. <laughs> Even four All Star teams. No, uh, Mo. This guy was unbel- Alvin Robertson. When I tell you Mo defensively, a guy who was a, he had to be like first team All Defensive Player. He had to be one of those. I think he might have been a Defensive Player of the Year, maybe a year. I don't even eighty six. Mo, he was when I tell you a monster on the defensive end. Three times Steelers leader. Yes, Mo. He was a monster. Um, you know, David Robinson. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I mean, the, the, you know, Derek Harper, for instance, is, was a really, but Scotty and these guys were just like, I mean, it was just, they were just like another level of defensive player. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Akeem Olajuwon was just another level. And those guys. So those that would be my five. Alvin Robinson and Michael Jordan at the guards. Scotty. Dream. And Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. But you could put David Robinson in there. I think, you know, Tim Duncan, you could, in my opinion, you could put in there. You know, he, he came a little later in my career. Um, there's so many good. There's so many good players. Yeah, if so we just talk in toughness, go get Rick Mahorn in there. I mean, if you're just talking I mean, toughness. Uh, 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 if you talking horn, if you uh, if you wanted to toughness, you got horn, 
you you got Buck Williams, you got, I mean, you know, you got a lot of guys, you know, you, but all those Knicks guys, Charles Oakley, like if you say toughness, like mm-hmm. Oak is at the top of the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the, you know the, I mean? the question was for the toughness. Yeah. On the Charles Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking toughness. Okay. You, you know, you got to call Charlie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, uh, I mean, Oak, Charles Barkley, Mahorn, Jeff Rulin. I mean, those guys were just Buck Williams. I mean, those guys were just like every everyone's tough. But when those guys like Bill Cartwright, like you, you didn't play with those guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. You might just say something walking away, but you didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> like all of this, everybody's tough. Like, like last night, like Oakland would have like, man, come on, man. This is Clay Thompson, man. Don't, don't waste my time with this. I'm not going to get to run. <laughs> that, that's how Oakland think. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Th- those, are, those guys were just like, you know, the late Maurice Lucas. You know what I mean? Like those guys were like tough, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, they, they wouldn't even you don't even waste your time with with Ognum. Otis Thorpe. I'm just thinking of guys, Dream. Like you didn't you didn't play with those guys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You were like, okay. You know what I'm saying? There was a guy, his name Larry Smith. They called him Mr. Mean. You can look him up, Mo. They, mm-hmm. That was his name. And he had that name for a reason, Mo. Okay. You just knew who, like, you know, you, you just knew it. But that made the game to me. Because it, it kept everyone in check. It kept everyone in check. Mo, if there was a scuffle, you knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bill Cartwright and Charles Oakley and all those guys were going to defuse the situation. And then you, you, and then, okay, there's a few talking. Rick Mahorn and those guys, but whatever. James Edwards and Buddha and all those guys, you know. And, and then you moved on. Ben Wallace, trust me. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll test ben. ben Wallace. We know. Yeah, you, you, you're not messing with it. You know, Ron Artest was another player. Okay. Ron Artest, it was, I think it was Ron Artest's either rookie year or his second year. We brought Charles Oakley to the Bulls. And Ron Artest learned something <laughs> that year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. He learned something. Yep. So Ron, Ron, well, you know, meta world peace now, you know, he, so it was just a different era. And I mean, you know, it was just different times, but. A lot of fake what, tough guys now in the NBA. Well, I don't know if they're fake, fake or not. I don't know how to fake, but I just know this, like, you know, guys like Derek Coleman and those guys, you know, those guys were, they, they like well, it was just there was a lot of those guys that you had to have one guy on your team at least that could as we would like to say that would take care of the painted area you <laughs> had to like mo you had to have at least one guy like yeah. Shaq like thank I, I want to say this thank goodness that Shaq was a good guy <laughs> <laughs> You've just seen heads being torn off. No, 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 no. Thank goodness. You know the guy that we see on TNT who does an incredible job on TNT and those guys are great. Thank goodness he was a good guy. Because if his family had not given him the proper direction, he would have 
because Shaq has a little streak in him if you push him the wrong way. That there's nothing, there was nothing you could do with him. He was just so he he imposing. dropped Greg Ostertag with an open-handed slap. Yeah, I'm just saying, thank goodness, thank goodness, thank goodness for his mom and his family, his father who raised him because if he wasn't that, there's no telling what he would have done to this league. He just, so Shaq was as tough as anybody. Carl Malone, like, 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 like Mo, he would run through you. Like there was no taking a charge. He was going to run through you, literally. Mm -hmm. Carl Malone and these guys. He ran through a lot, but, um, we have more questions. Uh, 21 yes, Wakes sir. wants to know, how long do you think the Golden State Warriors will keep Draymond Green? Is he still the asset they need or is he becoming a liability? I don't see any world where they get rid of him. He's so crucial I, I, to the is, defense and is, offensively setting those illegal screens for Steph Curry and being that point guard out on the floor for them. Did you just say that? Yeah, you did just say but, that. <laughs> am I lying? Okay. This is what I think. <laughs> this is what I think. When you find something that works, especially for your 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 superstar player, your centerpiece player, which is clearly Steph Curry. You just, you just, you, you ride it out. Draymond Green is critical and it works for Steph Curry. That's a fact. It works. They have, they have the chemistry that's absolutely necessary. And they understand in order, if you want Steph Curry to be Steph Curry, you're going to need a player who can replace Draymond Green and do the same exact thing. Well, I don't know where you're going to find that player now. And I'm sure Steph Curry is not looking to start figuring out how to play with someone else at this stage of his career. He knows what Draymond is. We know how he's going to play. We know in big moments he's going to show up. And when it works, it works. So I think at this point, that is off the table with the Warriors. I'm not even thinking about that. They're going to finish their careers together as they should. And then we'll go from there. Now, we can debate on whether or not is it good enough to win the championship? Okay, that's that's an argument we can have. Uh, what are you going to need else to support that? Okay, we can debate that. However, I think those two, those three really, I think will finish their careers together. Um, we also have another question about the Warriors, and then we'll leave them alone. Michael Perry wants to know, how do the Warriors proceed into the future? Steph's 35, Clay and Draymond are both 33. Looney has no knees left. They gave up on James Wiseman. Kaminga and Moody don't seem to be ready to step up yet. Well, I, I think I think with the Warriors, every championship team, okay, there's there's the great, there's the good side of it. You win, you celebrate, you pour the champagne, you receive your rings, you're beloved in the community, so forth and so on. Their their careers are they're 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 in their, you know, they're they are legacy now. They're 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 legends. The downside of winning the championship is it always ends bad, Mo. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. Why? Because everyone stays a little too long. You gotta <laughs> trade, you get, you know, Mo, like. Who wants to be the guy that says they okay, think about it. You're the GM of the Warriors. You know you got to trade one, two, or all of them at some point. Cause you got to rebuild. 
Who wants to be the guy that on his resume? Yeah, I traded Steph Curry. Well, Danny Ainge did it, and it worked out perfectly. Hey, hey, hey like I said, we all know how it ends. Mm-hmm. We it, it always it, they always end bad. Look at the Chicago run. Look at Showtime. Look at the Celtics. Who wants to be the guy now? Danny Ainge knew it. And how did Danny Ainge know it? He played on a run there in the 80s with Bird, McHale, and Parrish. And they all stayed, what, a little too long. And he's, <laughs> and I'm sure he never forgot that. Look what happened to the Pistons in that run they had in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Look what happened to Showtime. Look what happened. Look what now. Look. It, it happened, Mo. This is what happened. Like this is why, if I'm the Warriors, I'm trading these young guys and trying to go all in right now. Okay, to that's fine, Mo. Um, but 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 if you trade those young guys, you're going to give up picks. You can't leverage the future. You can't do Mo. You have to have a re- just like I just said in the in the last segment. You have to be responsible to the organization in which you are playing for or working for. You can't leverage your entire future for right now. You can't mope. That's irresponsible behavior. You can't do that. I can't let you do that. As much (laughs) as you want to do that, because why? You're devaluing your franchise. Mo, you have no future picks. You have nothing. You have no way, zero chance to build your team. You're an ankle sprain away, Mo, from the whole thing just Mm -hmm. going down the drain. Mm -hmm. You can't mope. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's why when you see a team win a championship and you hear me say it, it's so hard to win in this league. So I know it sounds like everyone wants to push their chips in, but you can't do that, Mo. You're devaluing of why, you know, you want to own a team. I know we want to win, but Mo, it's nice to, you know, there's a business component to this too that you have to, you know, take into consideration. Well, you know, we talked about the Warriors uh, little incident. Uh, the Lakers had a little scuffle, nothing too major with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I missed that one too. It happened so fast, I missed it. It was nothing. I, 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 it was yeah, nothing. It, but you texted me during the game. You said that me and David <laughs> Roddy are for sure related. Oh, oh, really? I need oh, you yeah, to explain Mo, this. Mo, Mo, Mo. First of all, first of all, Mo, I'm at the game. Okay, you know, and... Yeah, you know, decent tickets, Mo. I had decent tickets. Okay, just decent. Okay. Uh, yeah, decent tickets. And all of a sudden, this guy checks into the game, and I'm, you know, Mo, I'm hanging out. I got my popcorn. I'm hanging out, Mo. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my fan thing. I'm, you know, I got my popcorn. You know, guys are talking a little smack. Laker fans, you know, I'm, I'm there. To, I'm just watching the good game. You know, the, the stars were in my vicinity, so you know, Mo, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good about myself, right? There, you know, celebrities all around. And all of a sudden, the 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 horn goes, uh-huh, now enter to the game. And I go, Mo? I, I am Mo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mo, I'm not kidding. <laughs> the guy, he looks so not I, like I, me. He's got long hair. Uh, uh Mo, but I but I Mo, his walk, <laughs> his swag is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mo, I was like. That's both. So I started, so I was with some, and I go, I go, okay, I, I tell the guy, I go, hey, I do this podcast. This guy looks just like the guy I do the podcast with. 
So he goes, really? I get, so I pull up your picture and I show him. He goes, he does kind of look like him a little bit, right? And Roddy comes in and shoots a three from deep, Mo, like from deep. And That's he hits it. Do. And then I was like, and then Mo, he gets on the and then he gets on the block and he starts wiggling it around a little bit, just using his body. And I go, that's Mo for sure. That's and then, my game. Oh, uh, Mo. And I, I go, and I and it was so funny to watch it that I even texted you during the game. So you know what, Mo, you play in the NBA. I know you pretend like you're just doing the podcast here, but you really play for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's why too. I didn't reply to your text. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you sent a text, you heard a little in the corner. Yeah, um, oh, gosh. You know, one thing that we haven't even thought about discussing yet today that's got lost in all the drama of Golden State, Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls are exploring a trade. How about that? Um, the Lakers could be in the mix. The Miami Heat could be in the mix. I don't think the Sixers will be in the mix, even though they've got the assets now. Um, I floated the idea of the Warriors on my TikTok. Um, where do you see him realistically going? And where do you think would be a good fit for him? Well, Mo, you know, you know, listen, I've been hearing his name since the summer. You know what I mean? You know how they say, Mo, where there's smoke, there's fire. I've yeah. been hearing. He said that himself in an interview. Okay, yeah. So I've been hearing his name. That quietly, you know, his name has been floating around. And, you know, without giving specifics, you know, I in talking to teams like I do, his name has been out there. So this isn't anything new other than I think everyone, I don't know what the Bulls said, but at least it sounds like that Zach has just admitted, like, listen, there's been some internal discussions and I'm open if they're open. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is anything new other than they just kind of, I think, verified what we've all known in the business. So it'd be interesting to see. Now, the one thing, Mo, that happens is when a player, a disgruntled player, a star player becomes available, you know, and it's interesting to see who else thinks he's a star. The fascinating thing is no one has put together a deal yet to get this player. Mm-hmm. See, it's not what I think. It's what the other players think, the other teams think. So it'll be fascinating to see now what can get done and what will settle and actually move the needle. Meaning, all right, Zach Levine is an all-star. Clearly, he is one of the better players in the league. However, it'd be fascinating to see what they get back for him and what everyone settled in on what's his true value around the league. So that to me, well, yeah, I think will probably he, he's making 40 million, then 43, then 45, then 48. That's a lot of money to commit. So you're going to have to have a, either a combination of a lot of players going out, or you're going to have right. to swap him for another big salary. I mean, Brooklyn right. could it look is. at that with Ben Simmons, who's injured again, but there's not a lot of other big salaries that teams would be willing to move. Well, and, 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 okay. So as we float names out, Okay, here, but here's the thing. Like, everyone is looking, well, where does Zach Levine end up? Oh, where's Zach? Zach, Zach. Okay, that's great. But here's the determining factor. What what direction are the Bulls going to go in? Yeah, are they, they going to keep big... DeRozan and Vucevic and just try and retool, or are they going to ship all is, of their guys this is, out? Because this, this is what, what I said the other day. Whoever gets Alex Caruso, that can be like when PJ Tucker joined the Bucks and they won a championship. If a contending team gets Alex Caruso, he can be a real difference maker. And in my opinion, the Bucks need Alex Caruso more than anyone. Well, uh, you know, 
that's great. However, you got financial commitments that yeah. will allow you or not allow you to make these type of moves. Is it possible to get Caruso? There's always a way. However, with the money he's making, along with Dame's commitment, along with Giannis's, Giannis's commitment, now, Mo, you're talking some real... Some and real, you've got Middleton and Lopez. You're talking some real you know, financial commitments there. So I think right now what I'm looking at is, I, and I get Zach is the headline, as he should be. He will probably be, if not the best player... You know, he'll be right there as far as a, a as a trade. Okay. As far as whoever, however they stack that up. But what I'm really interested in now is the executives and the leadership there in Chicago to say, what direction are you taking? And the reason, and my big clue to that is what is DeRozan's response? Because if I remember correctly, he is on the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. Free agency it's pending. Yeah, if it's free agency. So now are they going to figure out how to continue with him clearly as the best player on the team? Or are they going to push the reset button and retool? And that to me will determine where Zach goes. Because basically the Bulls will either try to dump that salary and get away from that salary. Or they'll try to take in another salary and say, we believe that we have reason to believe that we can get to the playoffs with this group as is. So what do you I think? think just is, do you have a hunch as to what the direction they'll go in? I don't, I don't have a hunch. I don't, I, I don't know because when things happen like this, like I'm going to like what ends up happening is clearly we've known the people in the business have known that this has been kind of festering. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's just come to a head now where he said, Hey man, I think it's time for us to part ways. Okay. My hunch tells me, Mo, my hunch tells me my basketball, whatever tells me that it's probably time for them to retool it. And the reason being, the reason being, Mo, is because you've lost a significant player due to health reasons, and his name is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, healthy, creates a different vibe with this team, just with his ability to pass the ball. All right, they've been they've been doing the plug-and-play thing now since Lonzo Ball <laughs> has been out. It's been like three years almost. Yeah. And when I mean plug and play, they've been plugging in guards to try to replace with the idea. Maybe he's going to come back. Well, Mo, after two or three years now, it's probably, you know, we hope he comes back. But, Mo, it's probably highly unlikely that he comes back. And even if he does come back, he probably won't be the same player that he was mm -hmm. before he left. But we hope we're wrong here. But in looking at that now, Mo, now – the players that are currently there, what's the expectation? Because they haven't been playing with a full deck the whole, the, the, the entire time. So it's probably now to a point where, you know, this isn't the team that coach D Billy Donovan thought he was going to have. This isn't the players that they're playing because they don't, they don't have those players due to injury, so forth and so on. So probably the best thing to do before you start committing 
to being in the middle of the pack because that's the worst place to be in, Mo. If you're in the middle of the pack with salaries, knowing that you'll never... Can you put together a group as is, minus Zach Levine, that's going to compete or be better than the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Milwaukee Bucks? I would argue no. No, I agree. But could you draft a player that could maybe... In a few years. That could ascend to that and give you a chance. Yes. that's That's what I... So I would lean towards... Like saying, okay, we had a run. Injuries happen. Let's let's go through one of the ways that we know that has sustainability. Going through the draft is when you go through the draft, Giannis, they drafted him. Philadelphia, they drafted Joel. Boston, they drafted uh Jason Tatum. They drafted Steph Curry. Okay. I would tend to say my best chance to have sustainability is to go through the draft. And I know people don't want to hear that, but you know what? Wimbenyama, we will say they drafted him. But this is what I'm saying. They should have done this move a year ago to try getting a Wemby sweepstakes. Well, well, Mo, there's only one team that can win that. It's, you know what I mean? When you're playing in the, the, the Mo, there's a lot of good players. Like there are a lot of good players that are going to come from last year's draft. I haven't looked at this year's draft as 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 deep as I did last year. However, Mo, there will always be good players. Tra- traditionally, the best players in this league have always been in the lottery. Mm-hmm. But if you're just hanging around in the seventh, eighth spot, well, I suppose they didn't own that pick either. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, you know, Mo, I, I um, just think now they're 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 in a tough space. But it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in. Cameron Tate wants to know if Zach Levine lands at the Heat, does that make them championship contenders? You know, Mo, I, I, I would. The Heat have a certain culture that they adhere to. Okay, and with defense being a priority, number one, two, and three. Zach Levine is a wonderful offensive player. Now, but if we think that the player that we're currently seeing is going to fit into the Heat culture as we know, now mm-hmm. one or two things are going to happen. Either Eric Spolscher is going to change his philosophy or the player that we're currently looking at is going to adjust and and adapt to a new system of play. I don't know what the correct answer is. Do I think the Miami Heat have to take him into consideration? Absolutely, because he's a talent. But I probably at this stage would say Eric Spolscher has a formula that works. (laughs) Pat Riley has a formula that works. And I don't think they're going to bend that and suddenly now become an offensive juggernaut. Well, they wanted Dame Lillard, who ain't a defender by any stretch of the imagination. He's not a defender, but, but okay, I don't look at... I, you You must have a guard that can play downhill. You, you hear me say this. Yep. Do I think Tyler Hero is a defensive player? No. Nope. But you got to have... But there are certain players that fit into your system. I don't see as is Zach Levine having the same DNA that that has been exhibited by the Miami Heat. Yeah. But you got to look at him and you got to be flexible with the players because, you know, he is a talent. Now, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that, but 
I still think in the end that Eric Spolstra is going to say, okay, we have this player. And I would tend to think that Zach Levine would have to change more than Eric Spolstra. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Cause I, and if, and if Zach Levine wants to win a championship, he's clearly going to have to change something anyway. So I think it would be a positive thing. However, you know, you get to a stage in your career where they say, you, you know, you are who you are, mm-hmm. you are who you are, but does Zach Levine have all the physical attributes to be a great defensive player? Absolutely. I mean, he's athletic, he's long, he's quick. He can do all the things, but he has yet to be consistent on that end as he is on the offensive end. Absolutely. Well, that's another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow answering more of your questions. Shout out to everyone who put them in the Discord. If you sent your question in via Twitter, that's the last time you're going to be able to do that. You've got to join the Discord if you want to be involved. The link is in the description. Um, a few people have said they don't know about Discord because they feel kind of old. Don't worry. So does don't BJ. worry. I, I don't worry. I, as I'm saying, I, I I don't know what that I, that is either. So you know, don't worry. I, I take care of it on behalf of BJ and myself, and I'm sure you guys at home can ha- have someone help you with that. And uh, we'll see you guys in there. Some great conversations going on in there, and we love answering your questions. So we'll see you guys tomorrow with more on the Hoop Genius Podcast. Subscribe YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get the show from, and most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>